Welcome to Balancing More Than Just Weights. I'm your host, Sarah Louise Rector. I'm a fitness expert living in sunny California, and I hope this podcast gives you some fitness motivation. I'll be taking you through what goes on in my life to build a brand, how I stay active, how I really live the best balanced life, as well as introducing you to some amazing guests who also have some great careers going on, how they fit fitness into their lives, and just lots of general chit chat. So get yourself ready because here's today's episode. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in today. Have I got a guest for you? But I actually want to set the scene first how I first met this lovely guest of mine. So I was teaching a, an event class, a workout class in LA, and the class was already underway. And today's guest came in. We unfortunately didn't manage to like liaise before class, but At the end of class, she very kindly was so kind about my workout and how much she enjoyed it. But then she handed me the most divine carrot cake in a jar ever. So not only did it look aesthetically pleasing, when I got home, I was literally scraping this jar out because it was so tasty. So I have to introduce to you, and you're going to be wanting to follow her every move, Brooke Bayevsky, aka Chef Bay. Wowzy Brooke, thank you for joining me today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I mean, you seem like you are here, there and everywhere in LA. You are a busy entrepreneur. So first of all, are you feeling chill? Are you feeling good? Are you ready to rock today? I'm feeling good. Yeah. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. (laughs) I know. Is it, is it good? Is it a Friday a good day for you in your world or is every day different? I feel like I lose track of the days because every day is different and I definitely work on weekends, but we like a Friday. <laughs> yeah, Friday. We'll we'll rock with a Friday today. Um, so obviously to my listeners out there who might not have come across you before, I am so thrilled for them to get to know you because you're so anyone listening will definitely want to be following your every move because the delicious foods that you create not only look amazing, but the way you curate your social media path and all of that. Let's talk about your everyday life when it comes to private chefing and how you map your day-to-day out. So every day is definitely different. Just this week, I was filming for a brand and then private chefing and then working on um, a chocolate bar that I can talk about that I'm launching for Valentine's Day. Um, So mapping my days and then filming a couple of ads for food brands. So every day is very different. But I try to say, you know, this I'm doing this day, this I'm doing the other day. Um, For private chefing, um, those are definitely my longest days when I have a client. Um, I do lunch, dinner, and meal prep for them. But in the morning, I do my grocery shopping, which I like to do myself. Because if I go to, you know, Instacart, I get a piece of a carrot instead of 10 bunches of carrots or something. So (laughs) one banana instead of 10 bananas. And I like doing the content at Erwan. So I go grocery shopping early in the morning. Then I head to my client's house and I cook for maybe six, seven hours with a sous chef that'll help me or an assistant. I love uh, training someone who's in culinary school that reaches out. Um, I think that's half the battle is reaching out. So I love when students do that. And then uh, after dinner time, uh, my assistant and I will finish up the dishes and then head out and leave a fridge of meal prep goals. Oh my gosh, that's everybody's dream. I would absolutely love for my like to get home, open my fridge and all of the foods that I see that you do on social media and everything. I would like literally, I would 
be like the happiest girl in the world because you make some seriously good looking colorful food I've got to admit thank you I like I specialize in health forward cuisine that caters to dietary needs and restrictions but I love breaking that stigma that healthy allergy friendly food is not indulgent and delicious and sexy and satisfying and colorful and beautiful um and that just happens to be gluten-free or plant-based or dairy-free so everyone can enjoy it Yes. Um, I mean, if anyone's not already visited uh, Brooke's social media, I'll make sure I put it on today's um, episode notes. But um, when you're when you are private chefing, like obviously you, you work many, many, many hours when you get home. What's uh, a dinner time look like for you at home? Are you just like scrambling together, whatever? Like, but I can imagine anything you make is just great. But what do you do for yourself? Honestly, uh, girl dinners are real. I'm not going to lie. I love cooking, but I love cooking for others, to be honest, or I'll cook for my boyfriend and me, but just myself, if I'm tired at the end of the day, oh my gosh, I will order, I would open up a can of chickpeas and a can of hearts of palm and put, dip it in marinara sauce and just go to bed. (laughs) I will eat anything. Sometimes I'll have some meal prep in my fridge or I'll do an ad and I'll have leftover, whatever it is. But I am fine with anything. I am very easy to please. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. But, um, you know, when you are like creating like meal plans and stuff for people and getting your, you know, your ideas ready for when you go to somebody's home, are you like constantly trying new things? Or do you just find like you're such a creative person that it kind of just rolls and everything's always so fabulous? Thank you. I I would say now I've been chefing for six years, so I have a lot of recipes under my belt, or if a client has a certain allergy, I can kind of tweak something. But I always find so much inspiration online, on social media, um, and I'm really creative. So it lets me get my creative juices flowing. One of my clients recently is really low carb, but wants pasta and loves Asian food, but can't have soy. So I did a chicken and broccoli kelp noodle uh, dish that was amazing. I had never made it before and I winged it. I always have backup plans, but it ended up coming out great. Um, and I think that's fun with private clients. You can always make new things and experiment. If I'm on TV, you obviously can't do that. Or if I do an ad or post a recipe online, it has to be perfect. But there's this amazing freedom when you have a client and you're just in the kitchen to play around. Oh, I love that. When you are in clients' kitchens, um, do you like, do they kind of leave you alone? Are you just kind of like you and maybe a little team of yours? Is it just you guys? Or do sometimes you have your client right there with you wanting to be like, oh, Brooke, what have we got going on here? (laughs) Like, how's that work? Uh, Some clients are more in the kitchen than others. Uh, Some of my clients have kids and they love to help me because they love food. And I absolutely love cooking with their kids. It's so cute and fun. So between their when their nannies are hanging out with them and keeping them occupied or taking them to the park, they'll come in and make a recipe with me, which is so cute. Um, Sometimes I'll get asked questions about products and they'll try to pick my brain, but pretty much I'm in there alone. And then when you see the clients, even if it's a celebrity client, you see them as, you just realize everyone's a person, you know, you're not seeing these people and their red carpet looks, you're seeing them with no makeup on, no bra on, in pajamas, getting their kids ready for school. Like they're just, uh, you just see them as people. But once you become really close with clients, it almost becomes like family. 
Oh, I love that. I feel like I can, I get that as well from you when, you know, your social media, you look like everyone around you looks like you're all big, one big family, which I think is so nice. I mean, I feel like food is such a love language, isn't it? So the fact that you are creating these amazing dishes for people, they must absolutely love you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely fun. The clients have to get me and I have to be comfortable around them because I'm just, one, you're in their house the whole day, but Two, I'm like jumping in front of my camera and like dancing with vegetables and like showing off my jumpsuit of the day. And they're like, what is this girl doing? This is why I charge by the day. I'm like, if it takes me five hours or 15 hours, this is what I'm going to do. But it'll take me extra time to film an air one. And I'm probably going to be dancing and filming everything in the kitchen. So they're fine. They, oh, they so that's, is that like an understanding then whenever you take on a new client, do you have to say to them, look, this is what I do. I could be dancing around with vegetables and I could be filming everything I'm buying for you guys in F1. Is that like something that you already like pre-discuss? Usually they'll find me through social media. I don't take many private clients, but the ones that I do take, they just, they like me for that reason, honestly. And they'll, they love watching the TikTok after and then sharing it with their friends of what they made. Even my a-list famous clients, they'll either comment on their Finstas or they'll share it with people. Uh, so it's always really funny. Or they'll try to stir up some beef in the comments like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I know that's Leonardo DiCaprio's cutting board and it's not. Or like, they'll be like, this is such an invasion of privacy. How can you do this? And I'm like, it's the client themselves. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, talking of celebrity clients, can you disclose like some of your most recent ones that you've got going on? Um, recently Camila Luddington, she's amazing from Grey's Anatomy. Um, I did a birthday dinner for her. So nice. Um, they're so chill. She's like, we don't have the, I mean, you can just tell they don't have like the most professional kitchen equipment, but we were there. She's like, just wing it. Like if we have mismatched napkins, I don't care. And, uh, so down to earth. So nice. Um, Mindy Kaling is one of the nicest, smartest women ever. Um, I've cooked for her. Uh, recently. And she went to Dartmouth. She writes her own content. She is brilliant. Um, I've never had any bad experiences, which is great. So yeah, I was going to ask that. Has there ever been any like really uncomfortable like kitchen experiences or anything like that? But you've pretty touch wood. Let's touch some wood somewhere. You've had good experiences. (laughs) (laughs) It's been pretty good. There was one influencer. I wanted to see what the return on would be, just what the return would be if I cooked for an influencer. Okay. Who's a huge influencer, and I uh, cooked for this person, and it was a nightmare. I felt totally taken advantage of, lied about what the event was going to be, the opportunity. It ended up being her friend's um, party that she was celebrating for something, and it wasn't even an event for her brand or her, and I just felt so deceived, um, and I was spoken to very rudely. So after that, I was like, been there, done that, learned learned a valuable lesson, or many. Um, but aside from that, I've been very lucky. I've never had any uh, pretentious uh, celebrities in Hollywood and you hear stories. So I'm, I'm very lucky. Oh, wow. Love that. But it's, it's, it's sad though to hear that you had that incident though. And it's, uh, but I suppose like you said, it's a lesson learned. Have you had any other lessons that you've had to learn on the way? Um, a lot of lessons with work-life balance. Yeah. Um, Definitely, there'll always be a million opportunities you want to seize, but you always want to be the best version of yourself. And the first thing when I'm working really hard that I sacrifice is sleep. So, and if I don't have sleep, I am not a human and I don't do the best work. So 
I really need to prioritize what's best and uh, not play the comparison game too. When you're scrolling on social media, <clears throat> you see so many people in the in the food world, in the chef world, in the content creation world, in the recipe development world that are amazing and outstanding. And you always feel like you could do more, which is just the death of happiness and satisfaction. So yeah, I'm right uh, there. there. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough world. As much as I talk about this a lot, social media is a great platform for people like you, me. And that's how you said you get a lot of your private chefing stuff. And for me, like with my fitness and subscribers and stuff, but it can be the death of you, can't it? You can get yourself in this whole like downward spiral and be like comparing yourself to someone else. And you're like doing well, but you're like, but why am I not doing that? And it's it's such a, it's a battle, isn't it? On a pretty much a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we keep it going, don't we? We keep going. <laughs> That's all you can do. Um, the, the endless content creation battle, but it's it's fun. I mean, like, at least the content I'm putting out, I I enjoy and I have fun with. So yeah, your content's really fun. I've got to admit, I've said it before. Look, it's very colorful, like your food, but your actual content, even when the food isn't necessarily the prime focus, you, it's all very colorful and very fun. And it just makes you want to like hang out with you. You give that vibe, which is really nice. Oh, good. We'll hang out anytime. We'll oh, get wow. on the Air One latte sometime. Oh my gosh, let's do it. I, I wonder if everyone knows what Air One is, because I know I have a lot of listeners that aren't based in America. So Air One is, how would you describe Air One? The most expensive grocery store in the country. That's honestly what it is. It is, it I, is the most expensive, but there's something about it, isn't it? Like you walk in and it's there's every type of amazing Food. organic health food, food wellness everything it's so aesthetically beautiful it's like a it's fashion awesome. brand meets a grocery store oh that's, that's a very good way to describe it a fashion brand meets grocery it is and a lot of people especially in LA will just go out and hang it hang out at air one won't they sit like just <laughs> sit with their lattes and if you're at air one you're having a good day it's one of those <laughs> I but, love it. it's the best place to people watch honestly oh gosh it. yeah especially the one um on Beverly near Pan Pacific Park it's so entertaining is that the one you'd go to or would you go to another one yeah pretty much Beverly Hills Santa Monica yeah, yeah all around that area um let's talk about talking of air one let's talk about the the carrot cake that I've absolutely got my mouth watering every time I think about it um let's talk about that how did you come up with um the amazing carrot cake and I love that it doesn't have any refined sugar in it because that's something I'm trying to be more mindful of hey good it's definitely very clean so I did a carrot cake in a jar it's grain free dairy free refined sugar free and vegan super clean this layered my Famous cinnamony moist carrot cake sponge with a maple cashew cream cheese frosting. Okay, Your mouth, mouth is watering. My mouth is watering. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh, I partnered with Monty's, which is a vegan cheese company. One of my favorite cheese companies or dairy-free dairy companies. They do cheeses, sour creams, butters that are super clean and fantastic. So I use their cashew cream cheese with my maple cream cheese frosting. Oh, yeah. And... It was amazing. I, this was a good test for myself. You know, how strong is my brand? How many units can I sell? What is my market penetration in this field? It's very competitive. The food world as a lot of industries are. So we started selling online and then it kept selling out, which was a great sign. And people loved it for the holidays because everyone, a hundred million Americans have dietary needs and restrictions. And people at Thanksgiving either 
they have a dietary need or their niece or their nephew or their aunt or their friend visiting has has some kind of dietary restriction and they want to get a dessert that accommodates that and food that accommodates that. Um, so these carrot cake jars started selling out and now we're excited to say we're launching in retail, um, in a couple weeks in all Erewhon locations, this little orange glass jar, an orange label on a clear glass jar that'll say Chef Bay by Monty's right by the prepared desserts. Um, so super excited. If anyone tries it, please send me a message and let me know what you think. Um, I'll I'll put the link in the description for you as well. So people can really see what it looks like and where they can find it. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. I'm very excited. So more products to come. This was a great case study as to uh, the success of it. So, so this was your very first Chef Bay product. This was, um, I had done some smaller items. I also did a workout capsule collection this year with Strut This, um, but for a food product, uh, this was, and, um, I know we didn't even mention this before, but I'm partnering with Nekohama Matcha. So this is the first time I'm ever saying this, um, which is a high-end matcha company to do a Bay's chocolate bar. The owner of Nekohama Matcha goes by Matcha Bay. I'm Chef Bay. So we're doing the Bay's chocolate, the super high-end, super clean, five-ingredient vegan chocolate bar with matcha, oishi berries, and hazelnuts. And it's going to be a limited-time offering available online and then in select grocers um in LA and New York. So we're very, very excited. Um and that'll we'll be the next that link. Yeah, we'll do that yeah. link as well. So um people can try that. Wow, congrats. That's um, unbelievable. That's a great collaboration as well. Thank you. It'll be really fun. They do the uh matcha for 11 Madison Park and really high-end brands. So it'll be at Air One and Farm Shop and Juice to Goat Grocer and some really awesome places in LA. Amazing. So as well, I know you've already just mentioned, I was going to bring up Strut, uh, Strut This, the yeah. capsule collection. You're also launching a jumpsuit. Now let's let's talk about the jumpsuit because this is literally your style. Am I right? A jumpsuit is your go-to kind of vibe when you're chefing or in everyday life? I love it when I'm pretty much, I mean, all the time. It's definitely made my bladder stronger because it's a biatch to go to the bathroom in one of these <laughs> jumpsuits, but I love it. I feel like traditional chef clothing is so boring and that white chef coat and the ugly pants and the Crocs. And I did a couple of shows and I wore a jumpsuit and everyone loved it. And now between my own line I'm launching and all these jumpsuits that I'm sent to wear in content, I have about 75 jumpsuits in a jumpsuit closet in rainbow order. <laughs> uh, so it's just become my thing and I love it you don't have to worry about what to wear it's one outfit yeah and it looks so trendy so your jumpsuit that's coming out when is that coming out um in the next maybe like six weeks two months oh wow very quickly um is that something you've uh, created on your own or have you collaborated with another company um these are created on my own I worked with a manufacturer who is amazing and does tons of different fashion. Um, And I worked on this for over a year in the development process to get the right quality, high quality buttons to make sure the fabric look good and it feels good and to get to the right price point and the fit perfect. So I'm doing this dark gray, black kind of maybe, yeah, very, very dark gray denim jumpsuit. And it fits like a 
a mid-rise straight leg denim that looks so cute to wear with the sneaker. Um, And then that will have a long sleeve. And then another long sleeve denim one with a tie belt. So, and it feels so beautiful and buttery and still like a thick, high quality fabric. I'm very excited. So people will be wearing them like out with heels on as well, I can imagine. I hope so. I think they're day to night. Yeah, I love that. Good. That's it. Very exciting. Uh, I'm really excited for you on that one because it's such a staple. I, I, I see you in it and I'm like, oh my God, I love it. Chef Bay rocking the jumpsuit and she's cooking in the kitchen and the celebrities and the, the jars are coming out. And like, this is unbelievable. Such a like good brand you've got going on because it's not easy, is it, to build a brand? It is. It's not. Uh, you have to really find what sticks and what you're passionate about and be able to talk and post about it all the time to continue yeah. just to be in front of people's faces with your brand for sure. Not easy is, I mean, you have a successful brand yourself, so I can tell that you put so much of your heart and soul into it. Yeah. I can wake up in the middle of the night and most of the time I don't wake up in the night because I'm so exhausted. I sleep through, but when I do, I can wake up and I'm like, oh my God, that's a new exercise. That would be great with like this. And I could play, like put this outfit on with that for filming and oh yeah, this would be a good collaboration. Like my brain never switch up, switches off. And I'm sure that's the same with you. So how do you switch off? That is the big question. Um, I mean, right now it's been busy. So I've been taking my work to like my laptop in bed with me at night, which is just not good. Um, But just not being in front of a screen is the way I can switch off. If I'm on a phone or on my computer, there's no way I'm not doing work. So reading a book, I'm reading, I love Malcolm Gladwell's books. Um, I'm reading one about the history of Apple computers right now, which is so interesting. Um, so (laughs) keeping my mind elsewhere, you know, keeping my screens away. So I'm not tempted to look at them. Yeah. I I find if I watch anything on my laptop, I'll always have like work things open as well. And then I'll be watching something and then be like, oh my gosh, I just need to do this. And you kind of like fluctuate, don't you go from one to the other. And at the end of the day, you're not switching off, are you? Um, what, what about fitness? I know you're a big workout girl. I know, I know you've come to like my event class. You've been to like my Sunday sculpt class. What other, what other styles of fitness do you like? I love your workouts first. I think that your kind of workout is exactly what I love. You know, lower weight, body weight, low impact. Um, I love Pilates, reformer Pilates. So I don't know how I'd even say that before. Yes, definitely uh, working out uh, is my is my escape after this I'm headed straight to a Pilates class to, to finish my day. So I'm looking forward to it. So, um, I'm somebody like if I'm working out for myself personally, I do prefer to work out in a morning, but obviously schedules doesn't always allow it. Are you somebody that you'll happily work out any part of the day, or are you just going to a workout later on? Because that is the only time you can go today. I think I prefer the morning, but usually with how my days work, I just have to go later in the in the evening or night after a client or filming, but you'll still do it it. because you know, like, you know how important it is. Don't you? It's just so good. I feel like it's a good way to switch off actually. Oh, for sure. It's like meditation for me, my mind, you just really have, it forces you to focus on something other than work and what you have to do. I'm not someone who can just sit there and meditate. Uh, So working out for sure. It's it's the best. Do you have any other kind of wellness routines? Do you like to go anywhere in LA and do any kind of self-care like cryotherapies and infrared saunas? Because I'm 
I'm a, such a lover of those things. But again, it's not always like the easiest to just take myself off to one of those um, with schedules. But are you someone that likes stuff like that? I love Revival. They do red light therapy and sauna and cold plunge. Um, there's a wellness center at Aloe. Uh, in Beverly Hills, which is amazing. So after I do Pilates, they have the cold plunge and the cold therapies and the red light. And it's uh, it's amazing. I love um, Burn Fitness in Brentwood. They have a red light, blue light in the ceiling of the workout, which I think is awesome. So it's kind of like two in one. Yeah, that's great. That's good for time schedules, isn't it? Kill two birds with one stove. Yeah, definitely. But I feel my best when I work out every day. Uh, and sleep well. I had uh, COVID the last week oh, and I was dead and didn't work out. And I, I really feel it. You really feel it. Yeah. It knocks you, doesn't it? When you don't keep up with a rhythm and even if like you can't be working out for an hour or so, like a few times a week, just like trying to keep up with like the shorter workouts are really beneficial, but having like something that knocks you out where you can't do anything. It's like you're clambering back up the wall, aren't you? To get like yourself back and new again. Exactly. Um, let's go into how you got into your career path. Like, was this the career path you always visioned or like schooling, studying? What was like always your kind of focus? Uh, so in undergrad, I knew I wanted to do food. I never knew where it would take me. I knew I didn't want to work in a restaurant. I never wanted to make the same thing twice or work in a hotel hospitality environment. My parents are like, good luck you know, go to business school. So I studied business, communications, food science, product development, and undergrad. And um, food on the internet and recipes on social media were just beginning to explode. This was the the time where BuzzFeed Tasty came into existence and started food on the internet. And I was the hands in some of those videos, which was so amazing. Oh my God, I love those videos. They were, yeah, they, he, this guy, Scott Lloyd, he really started food on the internet. He was given a budget of $25 at that point as an intern. And then light bulbs went off in my head. I was like, this is going to be huge and catered my career to that. So uh, I worked as a consultant in corporate product development, doing like egg bites for Starbucks and soups for Panera Bread and and Simple Mills items and Hugh Kitchen food and a bunch of companies that I wish I invested in when they were tiny. Oh my God. I remember um, who the, the chocolate bars. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. they had a restaurant in New York. Yeah. yeah. I, wow. Unfortunately closed. I think they were too early. Now it would kill it. Oh, got it. And yeah, you, oh God, if only you'd have invested in some of those ones in the early days. I know. Um, but yeah, health food product development. I really just was always working on the next the next thing. And these huge companies really wanted to make an initiative to make healthier food for dietary needs and restrictions. And then I was leading a chef team at Freshly, which is now owned by Nestle. It's a meal kit, meal delivery service company doing their meal prototypes and then scaling them up in their facilities to get delivered to customers around the country. And at that point, I went to culinary school and did a health supportive culinary arts program. So very niche, yeah. Very, very new at the time. I was the first graduate of this kind of class and we were making cheese out of nuts and they were figuring it out. We were figuring it out, but got that chef certification and then came to LA and just did more of the content creation, had some private clients through word of mouth from New York um, and uh, did more TV stuff. Just went from there, did some parody content that people oh. love. 
God, I love this. Like you've actually, that's how, you've done a lot. Like before we've even got to where you are now, bringing out, you know, your own products and your celebrity clients, like you've done so much. Like that's like for somebody who wants to kind of follow the private chefing um, path as well, what would you recommend that they do? If someone's like leaving school and they want to kind of work in the food industry, but more down the road that you're on now, what would you say they need to do to get there? I think in culinary school, career services help place you with families and staffing agencies for sure. Um, But I would say building up a brand on social media. If you want to be with one family, you would just get placed. But if you want to have multiple clients and doing dinner parties and building up your own brand and company, it's just brand awareness, making people think of you, getting yourselves out there. Uh, when I moved to LA, I did events at cost on Eventbrite because in New York, I had a brand in LA, I did not. And I would do $80 per, $80 per person, five course meals um, uh, with an open bar dessert. And I just said to people, just tag me in every single course. And these dinners are still on Eventbrite or some of them. And people reach out to me being like, when's your next dinner? And I'm like, no. Not more, but it was great. It's such a small world. Building your network is so important. And it wasn't, you know, Adam Sandler going to these dinners, but it was his daughter's best friends that would find this on Eventbrite. So you never know who knows somebody and who knows somebody. And that's one of the people at the event connected me to my management and WME. Um, I found some clients and then, you know, they would post about it and see it on stories and they wanted to do an influencer dinner for their wellness brand. And it just... It just grows that way. But the hustle, doing things at cost, being a yes man. Yeah. In those early stages, like it is, you just got to kind of hustle and get yourself out there because you just never know who you're going to connect with. Like it's especially where we are as well in L.A. You just never know. Um, so gosh, I'm honestly, I'm blown away with everything that you've listed off that you've done from, you know, grad school and everything. It's so fabulous. Like you are literally you've done so much and I feel like there's even more coming out of you. So well done. I love it. Thank you. Um, you know, like when somebody goes grocery shopping, are there any like key items that you would say for someone who like, for me, I don't have a private chef or anything. I'm a, I'm a busy girl, but like, I love to live a healthy balanced lifestyle. Are there any kind of key things you would recommend to a client if they were like wanting to continue looking after their self when it comes to like cooking in the kitchen, any kind of key products? Key products. Yeah. Um, oh, to like always have in your fridge, always have in the cupboards, like you can make like something really good, something really health conscious, but something that's going to be tasty. Just always having proteins stocked in your pantry that's that are non-perishable. Chickpeas, macombo beans to snack on. I always post about those. They're like this Incan bean. It tastes like the mix of a peanut, walnut, and Ritz cracker. I love macombo beans. Um, some two cans of tuna, cans of salmon. If you have protein, you can kind of build around it and you'll have a satiating meal. Um, always having eggs in the pantry or in the fridge. Um, and then meal prepping some staples in the beginning of the week, just getting it all done. Even if it's so lazy, just taking frozen veggies, throwing them on a sheet pan and putting them in the oven. Um, I making egg bites. Taking again, you can take frozen veggies, uh, brown rice, and egg, and scramble it and put it into egg bites that are so satisfying. Oh, um, so, 
keeping things in the freezer too. Even if you don't use your meal prep, you just always have, you know, uh, food that'll last six months in your freezer. Oh, I love that. I never think to do that freezer. I feel like I'm just constantly eating. So I'm just always going in the fridge. But yeah, that's such a great, great tip for somebody. Um, Love that. Thank you for that little tip. I'm sure we're all listening and being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go and start cooking everything and putting it in the freezer now because I know I'm going to. Um, Is there, obviously we've got the jumpsuit coming out. We've got the Air One carrot cake drop coming. What, is there anything that you're like, got your like goals set on because I feel like you've already accomplished so much but I'm sure because you're such an entrepreneur an amazing businesswoman what are some goals that you've got in like your future what do you see what you want to like reach out to I would say more in-person demos and dinner series my own cooking show more lines of products and just being getting my brand out there one day being a household chef name um, I love being on TV. I love being in front of the camera and an audience as much as I love cooking. And it's just so natural in me. I can just go up on stage, do a demo and keep people occupied laughing for an hour. It's just so fun for me. It's my happy place. Uh, so, so more of that. So more TV. So what t- just uh, tell our listeners about the TV work that you have done. I hosted Overheard Eats this year. So Overheard LA is a social media platform and they did a cooking series, which I hosted, which was so fun. I do daytime TV and the morning show and talk shows. Um, and I for I've done competition cooking shows, chop, things on Food Network, America's Test Kitchen. But I'm just looking to up that, you know, judge more shows and and really film more of my own content and really build a loyal following of food base because they're amazing. Oh my gosh, love that. Well, I just want to say thank you for giving me your time today because I know how important it is. But thank you for sharing your world, the Chef Bay world with my listeners. And I'm really excited because I know you're going to be having your own TV show. You're going to be doing it all. I know that. I already can see it and vision it for you. So thank you for joining me today. And thank you to my listeners. It's been such a great chat. I am ready to go and try and cook up a storm in the kitchen. I'm going to be looking at your social media and looking at some of your amazing recipes and going and hopefully creating them myself <laughs> wish me oh, luck thank you well thank you so much for having me this was so fun oh thanks so much Brooke and thank you to everyone for listening to today's balancing more than just weights chat soon guys bye Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got a lot of advice there, maybe some tips and motivation and uh, anything else that you took away from it. But make sure you tune in again because there's lots more where it came from. And remember, it's all about balancing more than just weights. Chat soon. Bye.